0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Flamingo Sundays podcast. Today I've got a very special guest. He's uh, the general manager of a very, very new age commercial agency in uh, a place that's very close to my heart in Newcastle, as most people know. Uh, Dane Crawford from Commercial Collective. Welcome to Flamingo Sundays, mate.
1: Thank you, Jack.
0: How are you? Very, very well, mate. And the first thing I noticed... Although it isn't flamingo pink, it is very bold and outlandish, which I like. It's the code that you've got on, mate.
1: Well, it is cold, so uh, I would to find something that was warm.
0: Statement piece. I like it. I like mm-hmm. it. And I'm in my uh, Nike tracksuit because it is COVID. Um, mate, Commercial Collective is a, a, I feel like, in some aspects, probably similar to my business, you know, where we're a new age agency uh, doing things a little bit differently, um, going against the grain and, and, and you guys are obviously making a lot of noise and we were just chatting prior to the show that, you know, it's, it's been two years now since you've started and, and it's only gotten busier and busier regardless of COVID or no COVID. So, mate, fr- from, from where you're sitting right now, you're obviously the general manager of the business, um, but it probably didn't, you know, you didn't start as a general manager of, of your own agency. Where um, where did it all begin and, and how, did, how did it lead to, to where you are right now?
1: Yeah, so as you say, Commercial Collective has been going for just over two years now and, um, yeah, you're right. My, my role within the business is is um, uniquely different to what my previous roles or responsibilities have been within other organisations. So prior to starting Commercial Collective, um, you know, there's four partners of this business and and we all worked together previously uh, where we were Um uh, for some period of time, which was a global uh, agency that that had a a node of their business with, within Newcastle, and it was a dominating business um, we, we, within the Hunter region. And we all worked there uh, in our respective product lines, so the areas that we specialised in, uh, and we're all in 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 a sales role. Um, so specifically to me, I, I come from a sales background. Um, and 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 from there, I've just sort of grown into as you develop in your, in your career, which I did um, within that organisation. You start um, leading smaller teams and 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 start um, you know building out different frameworks of, of of best practice and 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 how to I guess accelerate uh, what you're doing within within those teams. So when we came up when when we started Commercial Collective. Uh, two years ago, and I was sort of um, um, appointed as the general manager because uh, between the four of us, the three other guys thought I'd be the best best at it. Um, you know, it was it was a, it was a totally uh, new role for me, and and something that. Um, uh I, i've been really challenged by over the last two years and and um and have lo- learned a great deal so the last the last couple of years i've probably learned the most i ever have in my entire career uh because it was um completely new and and um and with that there was a, there was a lot of excitement as well uh because we we're rolling out and effectively um we were creating a startup and it was a startup Commercial real estate agency, and we we're taking on uh, all these sort of big names with with the, on on a national or international um, type level. So it was it was exciting. Uh, there was a lot of unknowns, and um, and but it gave us a real great opportunity to carve our own path and create something that was uniquely different. Where although we were competing against those big global multinational companies. Um, because of our identity that we're creating, we, we're going to have a, um, a real unique point of difference and that's what we're focused on. We haven't we haven't focused on what anyone else is, is doing. We've just focused on on what we're doing um, and and how we continue to add value and create a real uh, point of difference within the market.
0: And, it, I mean, just little things, mate, like I don't know obviously the ins and outs of your business, but just things like your branding, you know, the way you guys show up on social, very different from your traditional, you know, like Knight Franks or Colliers or, you know, the, the, the brands that have been around for a very long time, but I feel like they're still very much stuck in, you know, the, the 90s or early 2000s. Yeah, um, yeah, so, so mate, I, I think it's gold. Where where did, where did it start for you? I mean, did you come out of school and jump straight into real estate or commercial real estate?
1: Yeah, well, look, the, the answer is no. I, I'd always, um, in my heart, I always knew that I would end up in property and, um, and, and property is one of those sectors that you really have to love because uh, it, it is a hard industry to excel in. Um, and a lot of people just tick away and, and not really excel at it. And, and I think that um, you've, you've really got to have that, that deep-seated underlying drive to excel in property. And for me, it's always been there. I've always, I've always loved it through, through the good times and through the hard times. Um, but as a young age, I remember you know, going to breakfast on a Saturday with, with my dad. Um, and I'd pick the paper up and I'd read the property section and week in, week out, every Saturday. And over time, I'd pick out deals that um, I'd say, "Oh, that's a good deal," or "That's not a good deal," or "That's overpriced," or, or um, th- th- things like that. And 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 um, and that just sort of built over time. Uh, so when when I um, when I came out of school, I, I came from a, a, a sporting background. Uh, I was a competitive cyclist, and that was an area that I really Focused on um, during sort of my teenage years, that um, that I was still training heavily and I was still racing a lot, and and I, I put a heavy focus on that, and it was was post me winding out of of that um, competitive um, cycling that then I turned my focus to to uh, what next and what the career was. And it was a it was a natural thing for me that it was it was it was going to be property related, and um, and that's exactly what I did. So I, I rolled into I rolled into property and started out in uh, in residential sales.
0: Do you think the uh, the competitive cycling? I guess is that where you got the, your your nature from? Because obviously, generally, real estate is probably the most competitive. Uh, career you can choose right you, you very rarely walk into a listing presentation and it's just you and the vendor there's always three or four or five other people gunning for the business as well um it, did that background in you know competitive sport you know i guess morph into now the real estate side of things
1: yeah uh, definitely uh 100 percent. so uh, my, my my whole philosophy on 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 business is that i i treat it like like a sport. I treat it like competition. And so every day you are competing. Uh and and business is, is like building a sporting team. And so you, you, know, you hear cultures um spoken about a lot. And and uh like within sporting teams, um each and every person within that organization has a specific role and responsibility. So there's there's um, there's no point having one or two, say, superstars that that aren't aligned with what the balance um, of the team are doing or what your, the overarching uh, goal is. Um, but you know that that competitive nature within me is is definitely something that drives the overall success of the business and it it drives the vision, it drives it drives uh, uh, the the integrity and the core values of the company. Um, it's, it's it speaks to everything so look I, I hate losing um so but we do you know like you said the, the sector that we we operate in is is competitive and you can't win uh every piece of business that you you pitch for um you know from a from a percentage sense it's just not it's not possible to win a hundred percent um it's very much relationship based and uh we, we, within this Within this industry, but I do very much focus on building um, the best team, not building um, just one-off individual superstars. We 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 focus on building a, a collective unit uh, where each and every uh, person knows what their role and responsibility is, and and they know if 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 their buddy next to them isn't isn't sort of meeting that level that they've got the opportunity to, to to call them on it and say hey if I'm passing the ball you need to be there, um, so that's that's how we look at it, um, and and that's the
0: approach that we've we've adopted. And what was the, what was the driver? Because obviously you had you know quite a successful start of your career with your partners at that other firm that you mm. spoke about. Um, what was the driver to go, okay, we've got it pretty good here. We've got an international brand behind us. I'm sure it was quite, you know, a lot of stuff would have been looked after and you obviously had that yeah. brand to fall back on. What was the driver to go, okay, well, let's, let's leave this mob and, and let's start our own thing and take them on essentially? Yeah. And Newcastle uh, is a small place as well, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a small place. Look, the firm we were at um yeah, you know, were were market leaders with, within that sector for for 20 years. Um so that, they dominated. Um and 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 uh, a couple of the boys or all of us were played a really significant role in that. Uh two of the two of my partners Adam and Burn, they they were at the within that business for I think 17 or 18 of those years, so a significant period of time, and 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 the four of us were were all high performing uh, operators within that business. So when we left, we were all uh, at, at at the top uh, within that business, and we were, uh, in terms of fee generation, we we were the we were the highest fee um, earners as well. So it, we were very comfortable, um, and we were in a fortunate position where we were, um, and we we're. Well, um, you know, in a very strong or at the height of our careers within that organisation. So a lot of people did say, "Look, you're, you're mad. Um, you know, why the hell would you be? Would you be leaving? You got it so good there. You're comfortable." Um, and, and the organization on the flip side really create this persona that, that the, the reason you are successful is is because of them and if you step outside of that then uh, the world is going to be a very different place for you. Um, look I, I think that it just got to a point in time where where as a person um, if, if you're ambitious and and you, know, you you're very strong with, with what you believe in and what you view is right and wrong, um, you've got to stand by that. And it, and it gets to a point in time where um, if, if the business is going in a different direction to what you believe, um, you know, feels right or speaks to you as an individual, then you've got to back that. The, the, and, and that's what we did. The, the, other, the other, I think, driving force very much was that we were comfortable um, and we were um, in this sort of environment where um, probably we had stopped growing, uh, and and it just got to a point where I was like, okay, well, we need to start challenging ourselves again, and we need to see whether we can do it. And we, we, with with that. Uh, with that narrative of all those people saying, look, you are crazy, you shouldn't be doing this. I think from memory, the timing, the timing, um, you know, probably uh, on the surface didn't make sense either because um, there was a federal election. Uh, there was a lot of uncertainty. There was there was heaps going on in that period of time. But it was an opportunity for us to, to one, um, really just have a crack on our own and see whether we could make it work. Two, building something where you could um, have the ability uh, or creative flair to actually try something a little bit different, Um, and that was exciting to go in a sort of different direction. The the industry that we operate in, and you mentioned it before, uh, in that commercial real estate sector, it's very traditional with... With how they operate and how they do things, and there's been very little adaptation um, or nimbleness through different periods of, of um, over, the, over the past few decades. And by us going out and starting something new, it meant we could try different things. Uh, it meant we could be uniquely different, uh, and it meant we could compete in different ways as well. And that was exciting. So. That that that's probably the nuts and bolts of it, mate. It was it, it just purely came down to that it was a challenge. It was a challenge to to break away, carve our own path and create something that, that we could be proud of and stand by. Um and 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 start it from scratch as well. And so that that that's an exciting prospect.
0: Yeah. But you know, I've noticed with a lot of real estate professionals, even when they leave uh, you know a firm that they have been at for for quite some time and they're potentially the top performer in that firm um they start their own brand but they start their own brand through another brand for example hmm. you know you're either so and so ray white or you know you're x and x mcgras Yep. um instead of going out there and starting you know your own brand Yep. well what drove you towards that, and and I guess another question is, what do you think drives other people to, instead of going out on their own, then joining another brand and essentially just having their own office?
1: Well, I think well, look, so what we did, and yeah, it's a good point, and, and majority of people um, do go and and I guess fall in under under another banner, and the, the main the main I guess value add for that is that you've got an existing, or um, well, you've got brand recognition in the marketplace. And with that provides a level of comfort. Um, the, the other thing that it does is they often come with their own systems and frameworks and marketing collateral. So when you, when you roll out as a sales agent and then you, you, you're going to start up your own business all of a sudden, there's a lot of different moving parts that you never thought of um, as an individual sales operator. So when you're starting a new business and 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 things are tight and you're counting every buck, uh, and you don't know what policy you need, you don't know how to get um, different agreements in place. You need all these portals. You need all the, all the marketing collateral. It it is uh, from a comfort sense um, much more familiar to to go in. Uh, and fall under a brand because they do provide a certain level of support and comfort. I think that's one that's one aspect of it. Um, the, the the other one is that they they believe that it will help provide that level of stability in the marketplace as well. Um, look, we we chose not to do that. It was another reason. Um, well it was another thing? that people said that we were, we were mad about. I remember taking a phone call just as we rolled out and and the guy rang me he said, what brand are you going with? And I said, we're not going with a brand. We're going to create our own brand. He said, you can't create your own brand. I said, why not? He goes, well, you, ha- you have to compete against, you know, the likes of Collier's, they've been 20 years. you got to compete against Knight Frank. you got to compete against all these guys. They're, they're, they're multinational organisations. How are you going to just create your own brand and, and people back you. And I said, well, we're going to do it over time. We don't have to do it straight away. But if we do do it from the start, then we're going to create something special and something that we can create our own identity. And he said, mate, it's never going to work. It's never going to work. I said, oh, okay. He rang, he rang me uh, 18 months later. had the conversation he said you proved me wrong you proved me wrong he said mate i i dead set did not think that you guys would be able to make it work by building your own brand and um and he rang me 18 months later and he said you have he's like you've got respect within the marketplace your signboards are everywhere um, people are attracted to your brand now, and they know your brand. Uh, and we did—we we didn't expect that to happen in eighteen months, but it, it, it probably happened within twelve months. And we found that a lot of people were looking for a different option. So, um, yeah, when when we left the, our last organisation, we were we were restricted in what we could and couldn't do. Um, and, and that that was a good thing because it, it it meant that we had to focus in areas that we hadn't focused in before. And with that, we picked up a lot of new clients, we picked up a lot of new business, um, and and we, we've now got them clients for life and, and we've got a lot of loyalty within them because um, their new relationships were fostered. And then within time, um, because we have been quite successful in in how we've operated and that brand is very different and unique uh, and the success that we have had. A lot of our, um, our previous clients have, have, have now come and, and reconnected. So uh, it's, been, it's been a real uh, blessing that we did choose to carve our own path. It's, it's not easy. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely the harder option to go and start from scratch. We've created absolutely everything from scratch. Uh, all our internal policies, all our internal procedures, all of our marketing collateral—everything we do uh, has been created from scratch, and that is hard. Uh, but when you do it, it means you've you've created your own identity, and if you get it right, uh, people are really attracted to that. And um, and I think that's where we're we're starting the head now.
0: So just touching on that, like, I mean, obviously now in in today's economy and today's world, um, you know, from my perspective, people are more attractive to attracted to the individual, less the brand, right? Like, you know, people would be going to commercial collective for you, not necessarily commercial collective, and the same as colleagues in Mary and or the restaurant, they go there for that certain agent. Yep. Um, what what did you find the most challenging about? starting your own brand as as opposed to just plug and playing into another brand and, and, and calling it, you know?
1: Well, yeah, um, the most challenging, I think finding what feels right, um, you know, as, as an individual, like if you are... Uh, Uh, so like our our brand probably has a has a little bit of all of us in it uh in terms of in terms of its its look and its feel and its whole persona uh you know the 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 brand that we have is 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 it's a bit more younger a bit more refreshed uh it's it's a little bit more dynamic looking and and a bit crisper and, and, and sharper and 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 that really speaks to us as people so um you know, I think what the, the the biggest challenge with the brand is just is just finding, uh, I guess, a look and feel uh, of 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 um, yeah, a, a look and feel of what speaks to you as, as a person.
0: And you uh, you had someone on your side that helped with it with that in uh well
1: well we've we've had a few people to be honest so that that is one of the um i guess one of the good things about our business is that we we do test trial and adapt and so with you know we haven't done this alone with you know with what 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 i've tried to do as as um uh, within my sort of specific role, because the other three guys, their their pure focus is is that sales and, and and leasing and and that revenue generation and um, side of things. And mine was really to build the framework and the structure within the business. That's that creative direction. Um, the the brand presence and 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 awareness within the marketplace, and and with that, I have lent on other people to to provide their expertise and their skills, and I think that was that's a really important um, component, or or it's a really important philosophy that I adopted because the role was completely new, and and some people were brought in, they haven't been right, um, they haven't been right because they, they they haven't, I guess. Um, you know, being aligned with our sort of core values or our vision within the business—that's no one's fault. Um, and, and and so if they haven't worked out, we've we've trialed it, uh, and then and then we've gone in a different direction. So, uh, you know, with 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 resourcing and our external consultants, that's the philosophy that we've adopted because we are new. Uh, we're not hard on fa- hard and fast on anything. So, if 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 someone comes into the business and we we both agree that it's not working out. That's no issue whatsoever. You know, we, we we part ways and we go in a different direction. And um, an external consultants are, are, are the same. You know, we we got Maddie on board now um, to to provide that overarching um, strategic marketing piece, and 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 that's that's been a huge benefit to us um, as a business. You know, um, Maddie Maddie came up. with, you know she really um, you know knows how to sort of get into that business and. Get into a business and then identify what's important. And, and that's, that's where we came up with the collective growth grant that we just um, recently rolled out. And, and that was that was about giving back to, to to young, aspiring businesses that were looking to grow. So our whole mandate or philosophy within Commercial Collective is that we're experts in growth within within that sector that we specialize in. And, and because we are young and we've experienced the growth ourselves. Yeah, we wanted to be able to give back to the community with those with those businesses that were had the same aspirations, and so that this the collective growth grant really spoke um, about uh, spoke to us uh, about what was important as a business, but also it gave us, um, I guess, that level of connection with with other small businesses, which which are the sort of beating heart of the of the economy.
0: Especially the Newcastle economy. Um,
1: totally, yeah, and and it was a really good it was a really good um, I guess campaign because we we the, the response we had was was overwhelming and um, you know, we didn't really know uh, uh, what to expect because it was the first time we we'd ran it, um, but. It, it was definitely a success, and we we had businesses that applied that I had no idea actually existed within Newcastle, and it was a real eye opener uh, f- for myself to actually see these small businesses and what they were doing and and how hard they were working to try and try and um, make their business successful. So that that was super exciting.
0: Just touching on that, like. One about the the campaign that you ran, like, you know, what, what high level was that? And then, you know, it, it sounds like this is more of a community project, right? And, and, and it sounds like commercial collective in doing this is less a real estate brand and more, you know, a lifestyle or a community brand, right, where I think in the past it's it's real estate, it's been real estate, it generally has quite a bad name as an industry, a sleazy salesman, they're always, you know, lying and all the rest. But I know I hear that a lot with the people that I talk to. Mm.
1: Um,
0: but I think from what I'm hearing is your business is probably less aligned with being real estate and, and more just a local business or, or or a Newcastle business that, you know, happens to work inside of real estate.
1: Yeah, that- yeah, it, yes, um, and um, I've probably never looked at it like that. It's just, you know, what, what we've done has been intuitive and, and has just felt right. It's never been, um, you know, that we purely just look at a, a line item on, on a P&L and go, okay, well, that's that's going good or that's not going good and we'll just put a big red mark through it. That's not how we've adopted our philosophy within the business. Um and and we haven't done it from the start, and we, we we will never do that. Yes, the business needs to be profitable. Yes, the business needs to make money, um, but it's not the overarching driving um, mandate for us. Um, so uh, it, it, it's funny because our, our our business our business has attracted. A lot, uh, a lot more clients that we never did business with previously at our other firm, uh, and what the reason is for that, I'm not sure. Whether they feel more comfortable doing business with us, or um, that they feel like there's more of an alignment with what our our value set is, or whether we've just got. Um, um, you know, more of a persona that 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 uh, that we care. I'm not. I'm not sure, uh, but we we do we do business with 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 people from start to finish. So, uh, you know, no one client is too big or too small for us. Uh, we've done we've done business with all levels of government, um, so local, state, uh, and federal. Uh, we've done business with fund managers, superannuation funds. We've we've done we've done business with with everyone we've previously done business with at our other firm, plus more. So I think uh, what what has happened is that our client base is actually widened, and and yes we we probably are a bit of a a bit of a lifestyle type brand. Um, because,
0: well, I don't really know why. Um, I, well, I, I, I really, it seems like you guys, you know, you, you're not just 100% solely real estate. you well, get involved in the community. You know, I've seen well, your social we do. media. We, you're interested we, in what the businesses are doing. its It's less about, hey, here's a listing, can you please sell it or lease it? And you're more entrenched, I would say, in the local community. Um, which I think is super important for brands these days. Well I think because
1: and, and yes, like you know I, we, we have course we have core service offerings. So our, our core service offerings are, are sales and leasing. Um, we do property management. So we manage people's um, pop, properties pro, property, sorry, manage people's properties. We manage large portfolios. We manage um, you know we manage a number of government portfolios. Uh, but yeah we we do actually care about what's happening um on I, said, I guess on that on that sort of um at that street level um and and yeah you you I guess you're right we it is a more of a community focused type approach um because we we will do things uh, we will do things from a business perspective that that Probably doesn't make sense for our business, but makes sense for the client. So you know, everything that we do, we do in the best interests of the client. Um, so yeah, you know, I've, I've heard, I've heard comments in the past where the business comes first. That was something that we used to hear, um, or I used to hear quite a bit. The business comes first um and and so that meant that that the profitability uh was was number one and then it had a cascading sort of um downward effect from there but we, we've we've adopted different a very different approach where we put the client first. So as I said before we we make decisions on what's in the best interest of the client we treat their assets as if their own, as if it were our own. Um, and we're more of a partner, I think, with with people and business. So where we will, you know, we will align just based on similar outlooks in life or similar philosophies. And then we just happen to do some business together on a property sort of um, type level. That's, that's the... The commodity that we use to generate revenue, but we also do other things as well, which which are uniquely different. Like we do a lot more advisory stuff, um, so property advisory stuff, even if it's not um, you know a property that we 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 have per se. We've got CC Protect, um, which which is uh which is an assurance offering. So every, each and every one of our clients, um, when it comes to property, they 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 need insurance, so we we produce the product called CC Protect, um, where we can we can offer insurance products to our clients, which um, is an additional connected service to our core service offering, and it's something where it 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 very much is a value add to the client because when you're having that conversation, uh, if you if we are the agent, then we understand that property better than anyone. Now, it's often a thorn in the client's side where they're like, oh, well, I have to go and get insurance now. Well, we can actually say, hey, Jack, well, we can look after that for you. We know the property. We've got all the information, uh, and we we can then go and find the best product for that asset, and often... um, well, certainly, in all cases that that, um, that that we've had to date, we've been able to find a better outcome for the client. So that that is a real genuine value add. Um, so the, the the byproduct for that is that the client's value uh, um, within that asset actually increases because the the less in outgoings for a property, the higher the value uh, for the property. So it's a it's a real gen- genuine value add. Um, and and from a revenue perspective we get paid from from the insurer so there's no downside to the client that so that's that's something unique Um, and then and then another uh, uh offering that we'll be rolling out um shortly that we're working on now um is is cc coach which which will be a um which will be a coaching Uh, Type service and platform that we offer, Uh, very very unique um, to the market on a on a national um, type level. So, you know, similar um, to to what I did when when I went into property, I went into residential real estate, um, and you know, it's a it's a core um, function that you operate in as as a as a buyer's uh, advisory. Um, service now that a lot of your clientele uh, it's it's residential based there's a whole different sector out there on the commercial and industrial side of things that a lot of people don't know about a lot of people don't understand and we want to educate and we want to teach them um, about commercial real estate so We've uh, created we've created this new platform and product called CC, Pro, CC Coach um, that we're working on right now, and and the target for that is that younger demographic. So you spoke before about you know we're 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 sort of we're for the millennials. Um, you know, people get us on that on that level, um, and we can build that trust and that connection there. I mentioned before about how traditionally commercial real estate is is um, I guess quite ancient in its approach to different things. Um, now our 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 typical client is forty plus, forty to to sixty, I would say is is where our the bulk of our clients um, sit. But we have we have a whole we have a whole um, we have a whole nother uh, potential um, pool of people from that 20 to 40 year old or 18 to 40 year old that whole generation through there where they're young they're aspirational um they're they're they're, they're ambitious in nature and they want to learn and so our view is that we want to teach them we want to teach them and educate them about commercial real estate because in time um they, they may become a client. They may not, but it's a it's a different offering that's tapping into a whole uh, new generational pool of people.
0: And it'll probably help for, you know, staff generation as well, right? Because if you're training people in in the ways that you see things and do things, then, um, you know, if they're looking at it from a career perspective, it's the perfect way to bring them into your business.
1: Well, it, like certainly within the region that we operate in, like finding good talent is is incredibly challenging in commercial real estate uh, because typically m- most just naturally gravitate towards residential. So, our our um, uh, a number of the agents that work within our business were clean skins. So they 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 started with no uh, real estate experience, and we've trained them from scratch. Um, so that's, you know, we, we went from the four partners having a large amount of experience, knowledge base, um, and expertise across a, a wide ranging, um, um, I guess, sector base, and 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 building these new agents that had no experience. So we were able to we were able to build um, a team in a way. Uh, and function in a way that we thought was best practice. Um, And that has now proved to be very beneficial, but it does take a lot of time and effort. Um, And as the business grows, that will be more and more challenging to do. so, yeah, if, if we can educate and teach those younger people on the front end about commercial and industrial real estate, then, yeah, we, we may find potentially we've got a deeper pool of, of talent that want to um, foster a career on that path.
0: Sure. What, um, what what's, what's the end goal or, or, or the future prospects for Commercial Collective? Do you see you guys just staying in Newcastle? Is there plans to, to scale... I guess New South Wales wide or Australia wide. Like, how do you see that unfolding?
1: Yeah, so um, you know, our our philosophy has been growth, um, and and it continues to be growth. So, I'm I'm now focused on other areas that we can or our next strategic plan. So we've got a one, three, and ten year strategic plan, and. Um, and and with that, certainly, you know, if uh, it's it's not to just remain within Newcastle, uh, that's for that's for sure. So, yeah, there's different service offerings that we're working on at the moment. And in terms of overall overarching growth and scale, um, I would uh, I'd be very surprised if we weren't um, in other states. So other areas within New South Wales and other states within Australia uh, we in in a not too distant future.
0: Sure. And and the the philosophy for growth, I'm assuming, comes from um, you know, you guys wanting to do things differently and obviously seeing the impact you've had in Newcastle and, and if you can have that sort of impact in a place. You know, Newcastle's not a small place, but it's also not the largest place, and imagine what mm. it's like on a on a on a grander scale. Yeah, well I think
1: it, it's 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 really cool to dream big and um we, we all often get caught in our own heads and can often be our own worst enemy in terms of limiting uh, what our ability is and i'm of the view that we're we've often well i'm of the view that we've we've all got far more potential than than we realize we do so it's about just um you know re- really removing yourself from that comfort zone and pushing yourself and i guess that's why we talk about growth a lot because you know where we where we were previously we were in a comfortable position uh, but i said early on we, we we'd stopped growing and if you look at if you look at it in a binary way, you're either uh, winning or losing or you're either going forwards or backwards. Um, So if you adopt that approach, then, um, you know, I'd much rather be going forwards than I would be going backwards. And that just speaks to uh, our whole philosophy of growth, where growth is progress and progress is moving, um, I view as moving forwards, or certainly that's how I would want to be be moving so um yeah i think that's that's probably like as i think about it that that's that's what it is
0: yeah and you've obviously been how long has it been now you've been in, in the commercial space or in the real estate space altogether uh 13 years and in that 13 years so you know talking early 2000s you started what do you feel has been the biggest thing that's changed in real estate as a whole or just just commercial real estate um, where where you see there's opportunity or people are not adapting like what what, what is the biggest change that's happening
1: well uh that's B. I think um, def, definitely definitely speed people people expect things a, a lot quicker, um, and and also an adaptive um, type um, ability for the client as well. So clients clients now expect you know individual assets to have a, a tailored approach. Uh, for their property so when you're within a big organization yeah you're, you're often stuck within particular parameters or frameworks in which you have to operate and it's very hard or almost impossible um similar to like a i guess if you're you're driving the titanic and you have to move it, it it you're almost it's impossible to move so like if i look at that as a as a ship and yes when it's gathering um speed then it's quite Quite powerful in its ability to move things. But uh, if I look at that as a, as a boat and then I look at a speed boat, like I think people are wanting speed boats now. So they're wanting to be able to move and be nimble and adapt and adjust at speed. And so that's where I believe Commercial Collective is now. Like we're, we're, we're effectively the speed boat. So when a client comes, you know, they want a response quickly, they, they want you to be nimble and adapt based on what their property or individual requirements are. And so if we can do that, then we give them a greater feeling of purpose, greater feeling of ownership, and therefore a greater feeling of, of belonging um,
0: and attachment to us as an organisation. And again, you know, the, the clients for life, like you spoke about earlier, which is something I'm
1: working on inside of my business. Yeah, so we're, we've got we've got two we've got two sort of I guess I call them slogans: we're experts in growth and experts in partnerships. So yeah, you know, we you know if we if we've got a client, we want to we 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 want to build a partnership with them. So it's not a one-sided type relationship or dynamic. We 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 very much want to build that that long-term partnership of trust where where they trust us to be their property advisors. So we're not just their real estate agent. We are their 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 trusted property advisor. So when it comes to commercial real estate, when they need to know something, they know that they can call us and they're going to get a fair income, genuine response, not not a response that's based on our best interests, but a response that's based on their best interests, and they actually feel that and experience it over a long period of time. And that is that that is beneficial um, to them as individuals, but maybe not short-term beneficial to us, but certainly long-term, because over the long-term, we will eventually do business with them, and it's it's highly probable that if they have a good experience and we've got that mutual trust there that they'll they'll refer us as well to other people. um sure. and so that's, that that's how we that's how we look at it i guess we just we just trust that if we do the right thing the universe will will look after us and 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 um and help us in the long run
0: 100% reciprocity. So mate before we wrap up like you know like we spoke about initially this is aimed at millennials and and obviously you know you're you're quite young in your field and what you're doing like if there was a young person now a guy or girl coming out of school or, or coming you know into the workforce in the morning to get into commercial or residential real estate like the industry's changed a lot in 13 years and you probably wouldn't do what you did initially or maybe you would I'm not sure what would you do as, as a young person if you wanted to be a high performer you know most people are driven in the industry by the financial benefits and yep. um, the passion for property. Like how would you do it now that would probably differ from when you initially started? Well, I think for,
1: first and foremost, if they're going to get in the property, they, they've got to be honest with themselves and, and say, okay, is this is this sort of a genuine drive of me heading towards property? Uh, the, last, the last thing I would suggest is if they're looking at uh, all those sort of top-tier agents and they're going, you know, they will make an... Big money, and that's why I want to get into it. That That's the last reason they should be doing it because the, the reality is a lot of people out there within property are not making a, a large sum of money. Um, the other thing starting out is I would not focus on the money at all. I would completely forget about it. Remember when I was young, I'd be like, oh, I just want to earn $1,000 a week. That that was that was what I focused. I just wanted a thousand dollars a week. Then you earn a thousand dollars a week, and you're like, actually, that doesn't change anything. Then your goal moves. Then you get there, and it's like, oh, that doesn't really change anything. Then it moves. Then it moves. Then it moves. When you like, when you're young, my advice is, do not focus on the dollars at all. I would focus on one: is this genuinely what I am interested in? Uh, if it is, I would. I would I would focus on getting a mentor. So whether that mentor is someone that is in the industry, um, or whether you go into a junior role within a company where you're working for someone that that. Um, That is at the top of the game and they are a mentor. That's what I would focus on. So my my view now, reflecting back, is if you spend twelve to twenty-four months in reserve grade, say, for argument's sake, it'll give you an additional decade in first grade. So what I mean by that is if you're learning the trade, so you're not just going and jumping in the deep end straight away, you're learning the trade, you're looking at someone, you're not focused on the dollars, you just, you just, you just learning what the process is, you're educating yourself, you've got a mentor that you can lean on, then if you spend that time in reserve grade, when you do go into first grade, it'll set you up for the rest of your life. And if you
0: do that, that is when the money will come. Do your apprenticeship first. A hundred percent. And learn from someone else's mistake, right? That's the best thing about having a mentor or, or someone who's making mistakes. You don't have to make them yourself. Well, the,
1: the hardest thing, with, the hardest thing when you're young, because you are amb- ambitious, you're very bullish. You want to get into it. You want to just straight. I would just say, just slow down. Find someone that that is respected within the market that you can have as a mentor and learn from them. Just ask them questions. And learn from them because when you're young, you don't realise, but you've got so much time. Mm. You got so much time. So just do your apprenticeship first. Then once you go in the first grade, you'll absolutely kill it.
0: Gold, mate. Absolute gold. It's been a uh, mate. It's been an awesome chat, and I think anyone listening to this is going to get a lot from it. So, mate, I appreciate you coming on. Keep wrapping that jacket hard. I'll I'll get you a custom Flamingo one, I think. You'll look good in one of those. I'll see. And, mate, um, (laughs) again, thank you. Thank you, mate. Cheers.